Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 311. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I get to meet with our co-host, our sponsor, Blueprint MCAT, one of their amazing live online tutors. If you haven't checked out the Blueprint MCAT live online course yet, what are you waiting for? Go check it out, blueprintmcat.com. It's for students who don't just want to learn the material, they want to learn how to integrate that material into the MCAT. That's what the Blueprint live online instruction does for you. You get 16 live lectures with two MCAT, Blueprint MCAT instructors, 40 plus hours of instruction helping you integrate that information into the MCAT and how to do well on the MCAT with proper test strategies. Speaking of test strategies, that's what we're working on today. We're going to be talking about secret MCAT math shortcuts. That's what we're working on. We get so many questions and and mostly questions out of concern. Like, what do you mean I can't use a calculator on the MCAT? How am I going to calculate the the molarity of something if I don't have a calculator? (laughs) Whatever you guys need math for, right? The friction of an inclined plane, all of that fun stuff. Well, we're going to teach you some shortcuts because ultimately at the end of the day, number one, yes, you don't get a calculator on the MCAT. And number two, you don't need it. So we're going to teach you those shortcuts. Nicole, welcome back to the MCAT podcast. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks as always for having me. Uh, I am excited to chat with you today. We always have great in-depth conversations. Today, <laughs> I want to talk about math. One plus one equals two. Unfortunately, <laughs> if only it were that easy. <laughs> unfortunately, MCAT math is not that easy. Look, MCAT math, people are super daunted. Daunted is that the right mm-hmm. word? They're, they're, they're scared. Um, yeah, it's very daunting. daunting. When mm-hmm. they they realize there's no, there's no calculator mm-hmm. on the MCAT. And then we try to wow. explain, that's okay. You, you don't need it. <laughs> Talk about MCAT math. Yeah, I think for those students who, you know, are intimidated by MCAT math. I feel you. MCAT math was something that I really struggled on at first. Like chem phys um, is generally the most math heavy section of the MCAT. And it was my worst section score by far for a while. Um, And it was because I had to learn to how to approach MCAT math, because it's probably different than the approach, you know, most pre-meds probably the last um, math class they took was maybe like statistics or, you know, uh, calculus two. So MCAT math is a whole different ball game and it requires a whole different mindset than just your average 
math. So it's really a skill that you have to build. So regardless of whether or not you feel like you are, quote, good at math, um, I guarantee you that every single person listening to this podcast is capable of learning how to approach the math on every single, the most difficult MCAT math problem they could possibly give in, you can learn how to approach it. So let's let's talk about that, right? It, and it's hard to to think about this. And we should have had a, a passage or a question that that had some crazy yeah. math on it. But but mm-hmm. off the top of your dome, if you can, what would a hard math problem look like on the MCAT? And then how would you approach that? Yeah, so part of this is going to depend, right, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Um, But one thing the MCAT often asks you to do is to combine equations, right? So you might need to bring in two different concepts, right, and apply them to one scenario. The MCAT loves to test your ability to synthesize information. It really gets into that critical reasoning that the MCAT is very interested in evaluating here. Um, Another item math-wise that you might have to do is you might have to manipulate decimals, manipulate fractions. You might have to work with logarithms. So all of these items are fair game and are some of the things that can be more challenging for students. But luckily, there is a lot of strategies and shortcuts that we can use that we're going to dive into some of my personal favorites today. Okay. So, so mm-hmm. where, again, where, where should we start? Can you, can you give us a, a sample equation that, that may show up? Yeah. So I think, um, I think first I want to introduce a concept I talk about, um, with my class and that a lot of, um, our, these, our instructors at Blueprint, um, love to talk about is there's a, there's a few teams we have, um, and the best, my most favorite team to be a part of is hashtag team no math. Um, <laughs> nothing makes me happier than when I get a math question and I can actually get to the correct answer without using math at all. So I'll talk about example. Uh, we'll talk about an example of that in just a second here. Um, then the next team I like to talk about is team less math, right? So how can we maybe find a shortcut, right, or make this easier? for us. And then if you can't get to hashtag team no math and you have you can't quite get to less math, right? So we can't really skip steps. Well, let's at least make it hashtag easier math. So how can we <laughs> simplify what we do? So ideally, right, we get through the math problem without even doing any math. Next up, hopefully we can, you know, find a shortcut. And then if we can't find a shortcut and we actually genuinely do have to do it all the math, because there's plenty of instances where you do need to do that as well. How can we use things like rounding and estimation to make our lives easier? So let's start with hashtag team no math. Um, If you're studying for the MCAT right now, one equation you might be very familiar with is Henderson-Hasselbach. I'm curious, Dr. Gray, does Henderson-Hasselbach ring any any bells from the passages you've had to go over with other... (laughs) You're making me twitch here. (laughs) Yes, the good good old H and H. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, people call it the HH equation. So Henderson Hasselbach um, essentially describes uh, like how we make buffers and some of the relationships between pH, pKa, and then the ratio of acid to base that is present in the equation or that is present in a given solution. So this equation includes a logarithm, um, which a lot of students are not fans of. Um, and it can be really difficult. So you can go through and just straight up solve this equation. So the an example of a question 
you might get. Um, like, so for example, right, uh, right now, you know, you are in the bloodstream. The pH of the bloodstream is 7.4. Um, molecule Dr. Gray um, <laughs> has a pKa of 6.4, for example. Um, then I'd be asked, okay, well, how much of the acidic form of Dr. Gray is present versus how much of the basic form of Dr. Gray is present in the blood, given that the pKa is 6.4 and our pH is 7.4. So that's kind of like what the setup to these problems look like. Like, since you can go through, you can do out the math. However, you can also answer that question based on a conceptual understanding of what, how pH and pKa are related. So I won't take too long to talk about this, but I'm sure some of you listening are here. Okay, well, what is the no math solution here? So what you have to know um, is to understand, first of all, what does it mean when pH equals pKa? If your pH is equal to pKa, that means you have equal parts protonated and deprotonated forms of the molecule. Essentially, that your acidic and basic forms are in equal concentration at that time. When pH is equal to pKa, by definition. So I always like to think of pKa as where a molecule likes to be. You are comfy. You are balanced. Yep. As a molecule, if your pH of your environment is at the pKa, which remember is specific to molecules. So then you can think through, okay, well, if my pH in my environment, in this case, in my example I just gave, was higher than my ideal pKa. So, Dr. Gray, if you have high pH, are you more acidic or more basic? <laughs> You're more pH basic. Is high. More basic, yes. Yeah. Even Dr. Gray's got that. You can all do this. <laughs> um, right? So, if you are more basic, that means you have less protons in solution. So, compared to my balanced state, there are less protons available. So, that means there is going to be a higher um, concentration of the deprotonated form of molecule Dr. Gray. So that means that we are going to have a higher level of base than acid. So a lot of times the final answer that's asked for you, uh, asked of you in these questions is either the ratio of base to acid or acid to base. Right? So then based on knowing, okay, well, which is larger, then right, depending what fraction you're asked for, you can determine is that fraction greater or less than one. Sometimes just determining that is actually enough to get to your answer choices. Um, and then from there, your next step would be to determine, okay, well, greater or less than one by how much? Because pH and pKa are both log scales, um, they're based in powers of 10, right? So 10 to the zero, 10 to the one, 10 to the two, 10 to the negative two. Um, essentially for those questions, um, about 99% of the time, your correct answer for the sake of the MCAT, because once again, you have to be able to do these in your head. It's not going to be like a crazy logarithm. It is going to be even like numbers of 10, essentially. Um, your correct answer for that question Listen, 99, I've never seen an MCAT question for this where it hasn't either, the answer hasn't either been 0 0.001, 0 0.01, 0 0.1, 10, 100, or 1,000. Yeah. And most of the time, 1,000 and 0 0.001 aren't even fair game. So if you have never heard that explanation before, you might have been like, Nicole, what just happened? That's okay. Um, this is a big conversation. But once you get proficient, essentially with this conceptual understanding, okay, well, actually, what is pKa, right? Like, what does it mean to be protonated? What does it mean to be deprotonated? You don't need the logarithm because you have the conceptual understanding. So there are certain equations like that that you can just straight up full on avoid the math 
every single time. Another way to avoid math um, is let's say we had a question that was like asking about body temperature, right? Or you have a reaction taking place in the body. Well, that's not going to end up being like 500 Kelvin, right? We are always, the MCAT is only going to present you scenarios that make sense, um, essentially according to real life. So sometimes just from those or something like a light bulb that is like 20,000 watts, that's not going to be a thing, right? So we can eliminate answers right off the bat. So even if we can't get to hashtag team no math, right, we can also do less math by looking at our answers and saying, hey, do any of these just like not make any sense given the situations? You can count that the MCAT is never going to like tell you that your body temperature is like 800 degrees Fahrenheit. Like that's never going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. it'll be it'll be a little hard to uh, to have that Mm -hmm. body temperature. Let's look at this one. And maybe this isn't a great um, example for for MCAT math. But there's this question here, if the average bone mineral density is 3.88 grams uh, per centimeter cubed, which of the following is a reasonable estimation of the specific gravity of fats in the body? This is from a, uh, a little bit of uh, an equation up here. Do you think this is a, a good, potentially a good example to talk about some shortcuts? Um, yeah, I haven't, I don't know this passage off the top of my head, but I can tell you when I'm looking at that equation, um, or when I'm looking at those answer choices, rather also apologies for if you can hear, uh, my puppy barking slowly in the background. She, she wants, she wants to play with me right now. She doesn't want me to be podcasting. (laughs) Um, first thing that I always look at whenever I see any sort of math question is also our magnitude of the answers. So we're starting to get into more kind of hashtag team less math, right? How can I put in the minimal effort? to get the maximum number of correct questions. That's what I want for all of you. I want you all to do the absolute minimum possible to get the <laughs> correct answer, right? Like you don't get points for showing work on the MCAT. If you got a shortcut, then you are saving time and time is points on the MCAT. So if I was looking at this here, right? First thing I would notice is that I have two answers that are greater than one and two answers that are less than one, right? So this is a good benchmark, right? So is there something in that equation? I said, so not necessarily going fully through this right now, but looking at the spread of your answer choices is also really important because looking at these answer choices, I can tell that they're pretty far away from each other, right? 0.09 and 0.8, that's a magnitude of 10 difference between them. Right. And the difference between four ish and nine ish. So those were our four options here. I know that looking at this, I can probably round my numbers here. So, for example, we're given, like I said, we're not going into the exact equation, but we're given like the average bone mineral density is 3.88 grams per centimeter cubed. Like I'm immediately going in my head, I'm rounding that to four, most likely, right? Because you want to make numbers easier for each other. So on a lot of MCAT questions, you can round really, really aggressively. So any individual, like, you know, in your head, you know, one plus one equals two, you know, eight divided by two equals four. There's always some way that the MCAT is going to present those numbers. So that way you can round them. And that rounded ultimate answer that you get should be close enough to one of the your answer options in order for you to confidently make that choice, right? So checking how far was spread, right? Like how aggressively can I round is another really important thing to keep in mind here. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So ultimately at the end of the day, there are lots of shortcuts to, to mm-hmm. doing math on the MCAT. And ideally the student shouldn't 
think about being exact like their calculus tests in definitely not in college round everything basically <laughs> round, round and round mm-hmm. we go um mm-hmm. and then when it comes to units i don't think we talked about units there's mm-hmm. there's always a, a math shortcut with units talk about that yeah, so units um, really plays into right equations and math on the MCAT, right? That's prob- that's not hopefully an earth-shattering statement to any of you, right? Because every equation that we have, um, there are going to be some sort of units associated right, with the vast majority of numbers that we're working with. So equations are great because they can actually help you derive equations, um, and if not derive them, help double-check yourself. Um, right. Because if we are keeping track of our units, right, we need to make sure things cancel out. If you haven't been writing out units, you need to start. Um, because I said, it will help you double check that your answers make logical sense, right? If you're supposed to have like the unit of joules, right. And if you end up with like joules times meters, right? Something went wrong. You might've misremembered an equation. Also, when we're thinking about, hey, let me look at my answer choices before I just blindly dive into a calculation. Always check your answer choices. At least give them a quick glance, right? Because if you are looking for, you know, you're asked about a force, but you have some of your answer choices that have a unit that is not in newtons, right? Then you can straight up eliminate those answer choices, right? And maybe even get yourself down to, you know, instead of having four options, only having three options, right? Every single answer that you can eliminate on the MCAT, right? Time is points. Process of elimination is also points. So anything that you can do to, I said, do double check yourself that you're not like misremembering an equation, right? If it's not something that was given to you in a passage. Um, And like I said, also making sure that, your answer options are all in the correct unit. All right, so there you have it. Again, secret MCAT math shortcuts. Go sign up for blueprintmcat.com's free account over at blueprintmcat.com. Get a free account and use it to plan out your study prep. And while you're there, check out the Blueprint Live online to help you integrate all of this information you're learning into the actual MCAT. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. This is MedEd Media.